Blog Talk Radio.
Amen. 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 Well, good evening to everybody out there. And I just uh, want to say hi to everybody. Amen. Tonight, uh, uh, Brother Falco, uh, Brother Edward, and myself, we're going to be continuing on going deeper in Jesus. And we're going to be talking tonight about uh, about basically purity and holiness. Amen, Brother Edward. Amen, and good evening there, Brother Roy. Good evening, sir. Good. Yes, yes, that was a beautiful song there, Holy Ground, because that's really what it is, Holy Ground. Amen, amen, that's right, my brother. Hallelujah, amen, amen, amen. And what's that scripture, remember that, actually it's Ephesians 5.27, and it talks, mm-hmm. about, um, it talks about Jesus, Amen. 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 And, uh, and, and, and what it says uh, every, to everybody out there is Jesus coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. That's a church amen. of holiness and purity. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. So, Brother, Brother Edward, God bless you. Yes. I'm sure good to be together with you again. Oh, man. We just. It's just so wonderful to have you as a co- uh, you know as a co-host with me, and amen. Yes, and we just I'm thank you right now. Now we're going to do something a little bit different tonight, Brother Edward. I'm gonna yeah. If you, uh, I'm gonna we're gonna do the armor of God before we start tonight. Just something you know I put on my heart. Amen. So everybody out yeah. there, uh, just as I uh, as I say it, just say it uh, you know with me, okay? In the name of hey. Jesus. I put on the whole armor of God. Yeah. And I may be able to stand against the walls of the devil. For I wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, I take under myself the whole armor of God, that I may be able to stand in the evil days. Having not done all to stand, I stand therefore, having my loins girded about with truth. Your word, Lord, which is truth, contains all the weapons of my warfare, which are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down the stronghold. I have on the breastplate of righteousness, which is faith and love, and my feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In Christ Jesus, I have peace to pursue peace with all men. I'm a minister of reconciliation. Proclaiming the good news of the gospel. I take the shield of faith, where I'm able to put all the fiery darts of the wicked, and the helmet of salvation, holding the thoughts and feelings and purpose of God's heart, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, in the face of all trials, tests, temptations, and tribulations. I cut to pieces the snare of the enemy by speaking the Word of God. Greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. Thank you, Father, for the armor. I'll pray at all times and every occasion in the Spirit. With all manner of prayer and entreaty, to that end, we'll keep alert and watch your strong purpose and perseverance, interceding on behalf of all the saints. Our power, our ability, our sufficiency are from God, who has qualified us as ministers and dispensers of a new covenant of salvation through Christ. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Brother Edward, what does the Lord put on your heart about uh, what we're speaking about tonight, my brother? Okay. The first thing was just recently, in fact, before I did my broadcast this past Tuesday, about 25 minutes, he spoke to something uh, about to me about a verse that uh, we have used for many years, one of the most familiar verses in Second Chronicles 7.14. And I Amen. will read that verse. Familiar to everybody. We use that usually as a corporate verse regarding our country and everything. And it goes like this. Uh, let me get my Bible here. Get under the light here a little better. Okay. All right. It says here, If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. What we've been doing, now this is true, we talk about it corporately, and it's true if our country and people would do this, that's what God would do. But God told me something there. He said, you know, you've been praying corporately about this, which is right, it's good, but we must take it as an individual because I must say, if I will humble myself and pray, seek your faith, turn from working ways, then will you hear from heaven, forgive my sin, will heal me and everything that I'm surrounded with, you see. And the problem has been when people talk about or quote or preach on that verse or teach on it, they're considering corporately. But we must consider ourselves first because a, a corporate body is made of individuals. And if each individual would say, well, I'm just going to pray corporately towards that, and nobody would really look or consider themselves in the mix, what would happen is mm-hmm. nobody would do it and nothing would happen. So he wants us to start taking that versus individuals more because it's just like the Lord's Prayer, that will be done on earth as it's in heaven. We tend to think, well, if people just do what they were supposed to do, things would be different. If they would obey the word, it would be like a heaven on earth. We're always putting the fingers and the hands outward to others, but we must consider ourselves first in that mix. Thy will be done in my and your name, Lord, in my life. Thy will be done in my life on earth as it is in heaven. So as it is in earth and heaven, be done in my life. We have to consider that first before we even reach out and say the rest of the world's to do that, you see. And that's exactly. Chronicles 7.14. And, and that hasn't been done because so many times people have just considered what others haven't done, and they themselves know these things and quote these things, but yet they haven't made it a part of their lives. They just justify themselves thinking, well, this is the way this would please God, so I believe that, so I'm okay. But we have to start asking ourselves these questions. When you know, That's when right. you said about holiness and things like that, he says, be holy as I am holy. Now, when he tells you the word to be a certain way, that means everything he tells you can be, you are, and you can do, you can do, you can be, and you are, because he enables you to do that. So he never tells you to do something you can't do to be holy. You know, he always tells us to be holy, to be holy. So that means we can be holy, you see. And many people are looking like being in perfection, but that isn't really what it means, you know. And really, holiness uh, in my heart, uh, uh, Brother Roy, is the fruit of the Holy Spirit, because if we walk in the yes. character of Amen. Christ, which is the fruit of the right. Holy Spirit, then we will be holy, but we apply all those things to our life and everyday living, because when he says keep all manner of conversation holy, 
That means keep all manner of your life holy, not just certain parts of it, but every part that we are walking in obedience through the fruit and by the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So that, that's what he's really kind of said with, to me about these things because it's not been taken seriously as individuals because we always have a tendency to see the other guy really needs this and these people should do this and it would work if they did it. We don't uh, put the spotlight on ourselves because people don't want to and don't see their own faults. You know, they're experts at other people's faults. But we have to start with ourselves and these things. Then from the time we get it on ourselves, the light, we make it right then. It says if we take the beam out of our own eyes, we can see the moat in our brother's eyes. We you know, can be a help. And I, and I agree with you, brother, because the thing is, it says that my people, but you know what it should be? If, if my son Ross... Or if, or if my son yeah. Edward, yeah. or, or if my or if my daughter Montel, you know what I'm saying? It's personal, exactly. And, you know, and we got to bring it into personal because Jesus is a personal savior, my brother. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So exactly. that's so you're so right. Exactly. It is personal. It's, it's it my is people. The book. So the Lord saying, personal. the Lord is saying, it's my talking about individual. He's talking about uh, you know like a personal, like like you and me and stuff. You know, and that's why, you know, and I, I think right. sometimes in my brother, too, in that scripture, you know, it says about humbling and praying. I need, I think too many people, and I'm just going to speak it out, I think too many people are seeking God's hand and not his face. Mm-hmm. That's right. Most of your prayers, look at your prayer request. Pray for this prayer. I have this. I need healed. I need money. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But how many prayer requests do we get? You know, we work on the prayer programs, the biblical programs, and deal with many, many people. And how many of them are for, are for a greater anointing or God's direction or God to empowerment? Now, thank God we do get some. We get some are concerned about the ministry. But the majority of them, it's about something financial for them or physical or something that they want or they need this or they need that. Like you said, their handout. And so the faith, or the uh, seeking the faith, and you know, if we would seek the face more, we wouldn't have to seek yeah. the hand so much. And that's why the Bible really says, seek ye, first the, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these mm-hmm. things are added." We got us backwards. That's it. They're added. We got yeah, backwards. That's it. We want everything added, but we, <laughs> you know, we got it back backwards, yeah. my brother. You know, we want everything added, but we don't want to you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness first. Come on. That's right. Then they'll be added, but they aren't seeking first the kingdom, so therefore they're not being added. So therefore they're seeking the hand of God to add them. And all he says is, hey, yeah. people, seek my, seek my faith, do what I want you to do. You won't have to ask me for this because I'm going to give this to you. This pastor was saying, he was just saying, uh, uh, Brother Edward, he was saying, you know, exactly what you're saying, and my, I'm saying, and he said, you know what, he said, uh, uh People, he said, you know, they're seeking things. He said, what you need to do is you need to get it into songs, and you need to start proclaiming the goodness and greatness of God. And he said, and start, said, and uh, you know, start proclaiming Him. You know, not yep. talking about you know, giving Him the glory, giving Him the praise, but proclaiming Him, in, even in the Psalms, where how great He is and how majesty He is, right. and you know. You know how how merciful he is. You know that's what we need to start to do, my brother. That's you know right. what I'm saying? That's, that's right. That's right. Exalted him in the things that he is and what he does, and uh, 
just uh, broadcasting it. You know, we're, we're declaring it, declaring his goodness, declaring his works, because it's in that declaration that he's well pleased. He says he, he, he uh, inhabits the praises of his people, and that's a form of praise there. It's not just hallelujah, praise God, raise your hand. It's proclaiming who he is that he inhabits from his people. That's part of the praises and worship of God right there when we do things like that. And we need to really, really do that. It pleasures him to hear that. It pleases him that we acknowledge him and recognize him for what he is. And, and even though it's a small way to what he really is to the fullest, but we are worshiping him and thanking him for what he is, recognizing him and giving him honor for that. And he loves that. Yes, he does. Amen. He does. Amen. Amen. That's so far. You know, that's so right. You know, the the thing about it is, you know, Brother Edward is, um, you know, holy Jesus. I mean, just wants to be worshipped. You know, just be praised and to be worshipped. You know, and to be loved. Amen. You know, I mean, you know, the thing is that uh, when you're going deeper in Jesus. I believe mm-hmm. you're going deeper in love. You're, you're going deeper in love with him, uh, Paul Edward. Yeah. Definitely, they, 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 the two coincide. They go hand in hand. But like a song used to be back in the the '60s, to know, know, know him is to love, love, love him. I forget who sang that. It was back in the early '60s. And uh, anyhow, to make a long story short, the, to know him is to love him. And the more we know him, the more we love him. Because it goes hand in hand, because you can't help that, because that's just what he, he is love. He is love, so <laughs> you're going to love him more. You're going to have more of that love and sense more uh, as you know him better and are personal with him, you know. In other words, intimate relationship, uh, a loving relationship. And uh, that's what we need so desperately, because that's what gives us the peace and really pulls us through the hard uh, times that hit our lives, you know, and what we have to stand in how we have to stand. And uh, the fruit of the Spirit, like I say, it's uh, the thing in Galatians 5, 22 and 23 are the things that we really, if we examine ourselves in that, uh, what happens is we find we're complete because it covers it. You know, the nine fruits and the nine gifts with the ability being in the gifts and the fruit uh, of the Spirit being in the character and personality and, you know, there's a psalm in Psalms 138.2 said he put his word above his name. So, therefore, his integrity is above his name for the simple reason what we are is our name. If I'm known to be an honest, good guy, I'm known to be an honest, good guy. But if I'm a liar and a thief and everything else, that's what my name is known by. The mention my name is, hey, well, he's a bum, he's a crook, he's whatever. But who you are, what you represent, what you project, uh, your character, your integrity is what people call you. Because that's the first thing a lot of people say, you know, when you mention somebody's name and say, oh, so it's, oh, he's a good fellow, he's a nice fellow, he's always going to give you a shirt off his back. Others would say, well, this guy lies, you've got to be careful with him, he'll cheat you, he'll take advantage of you, you know. So mm-hmm. our actions, our fruits really define our character, and that's why. It's so important that we are known by that, our reputation be by the fruits of the Spirit. But uh, too many people are not too concerned about wanting to be known by the fruits. They want to be known by their gifts, that they're a powerful, bright, smart, intelligent, rich, everything 
type person, instead of building good morality, you say, they just want to be famous and be some big somebody, you know, and uh, that isn't what it's about because anything that uh, is, becomes large that doesn't have fruit and integrity in it, like the fruit of the Spirit, is actually a black mark against Christ because what it is is bringing reproach there. You know, people say, well, if that's being a Christian, I don't want that because look how this guy lies. You can't take him at his word, you say. And uh, that's why the most important thing is we are, have a strong foundation of the fruit of the Spirit and integrity and holiness. And then the other thing that be added to it, then people will listen to us so respectless. But if we go with all these demonstrations of things without the fruit of the Spirit, they won't want anything to do with it. So they'll think, well, this is just another man or another woman that lies and is corrupt. And they'll think we're a bunch of politicians, really, is what they would consider. And uh, this is what we have to guard against. Amen, my brother. That's so true, you know. And, uh, you know, so... There are people, a lot of people out there listening, uh, uh, Apostle Edward. What is mm-hmm. some of the things, some of the things that, that, you know, like a lot of people say, well, how do I walk in holiness and purity? You know what I'm saying? What, like, you know, mm-hmm. we have uh, everybody, you know, out there, and they're, you know, uh, are all on different levels, you know, and, you know, and whatever. Sure. And, sure. And just how, like, how, what would you say to them? You know, they say, "Well, I want to be able to walk. I want to walk in holiness and purity more." Uh, you know, from this day forward, uh, Apostle Edward, what was some of the things that you can help me uh, help me with that, that uh, pertaining to your life, my brother? Okay, I would start out first is be honest with yourself. Being honest with yourself, look and examine mm-hmm. yourself compared to what the scripture says you're to be, first of all, and do self-examinations. And then when we do that, uh, make sure that you say what you mean and mean what you say. Be as good as your word. Uh, Another thing is when you make a commitment to somebody or a promise to somebody, you fulfill that commitment, that promise. You don't just uh, let it go because even to the smallest things, uh, I've had people that would uh, be, would be on the phone. My wife and I have experienced this, and uh, they would get cut off or something. They say, "Well, I'll call you back shortly, or maybe an hour or something like that, or a half hour." You wouldn't hear from them, and they, people say, "Oh, that's minor, nothing to that." But no, they made a commitment. They said they're going to call you back, and maybe you're waiting for their call, and they didn't do it. So be as good as your words. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. Examine yourself, and uh, really. Be a good listener, and this is something I know I have to work on myself, and I know a lot of people have to work on this, but listen to what people say. Hear what people say, and then deal with it that way. Be slow to speak, because our mouth is what gets us in trouble, so we have to have control of this mouth. So we need to be careful. Just like I said, to say you know, to uh, say what you mean, mean what you say. Don't be too quick to say things and commit to things and try to impress people. Because a lot of times, you know, and a lot of people have a lot of problems with this, most people, uh, as we like to say things that we know somebody will want to hear. You might want to butter up, butter them up or something that way for maybe something you could get from them. But be honest with people. Don't defraud them. Uh, don't, uh, don't just try to tickle their ears 
be honest because uh, it's just like having a board, a church board. You pastor a church, you have a board. I don't want people on a board that I would have that would be a yes man or a yes woman. I want people to be honest with me and tell me the truth, you say, because I want to know what I'm doing wrong, what I'm doing right, and things like this. I want I want people there to, to be like that. So you see this there again is just being honest and tell the truth to one another, you know, doing that because uh, if there's anything in the body of Christ, I think the worst thing that I've seen, this is definitely it, people are not as good as they were. They don't want the word. They make a commitment, and they forget all about it. A lot of times, if I have a dollar for every time somebody has said something to me and didn't fulfill it, and it's not major things or or uh, life-threatening things, so to speak. It's just a matter of making a commitment, saying they're going to do something or whatever, and not doing it. Uh, I have a problem set with people when they're like that. I've known many gifted people that uh, they would say something to me, and I couldn't take them in a word no more, more than a man in the moon. And that had not ought to be, you know. And, uh, well, another thing I'm kind of carrying on, I'm saying a lot of things here, I guess. But it's just like uh, the Bible tells us the Lord swears through his own hurt. So I use this example, and I'm kind of maybe saying a lot of things here. I wouldn't have to go as far, but I'm just throwing some things out there. It's just like if I was selling uh, an item, we'll say. Say I was selling a uh, uh a car or something, and I had a car to sell it, and uh, somebody would come to me on a Tuesday and they'd say, well, hey, I'll buy that car. I'll give you $5,000 for that. i say, okay. Uh, he said, well, I'll be around Friday to, to give you the money, and, and we'll get the car. Okay, I'll make a deal with him. I'll see you Friday. Okay, this is Tuesday when that happens. All right, Wednesday, somebody comes around and says, I'll give you $10,000 for that car. Now, would I just say, well, hey, okay, I'll do that. Then to say, well, the other guys say, well, listen, I'm not going to do that. I have, uh, I'll ever get some more for it, or I'm just not going to sell it or whatever. Uh, because, you know, you'll be getting more money. Then you say, oh, boy, is the Lord really busting in this? I'm making five more thousand dollars than I thought I'd make. Well, see, that would be wrong. Because how yeah. would you react to that? Would be tell that person off your $10,000 that you already have an offer and the person's coming around for it. Friday, but if he doesn't show up or doesn't take it, I'll come to you then, you see. And that's where the Lord says, I swear to I swear to my own hurt, because that would be a hurt for you, because if you could make $10,000 for something uh, then, uh, or uh, be honest about it, and, and, you know, you already made a deal for 5000 even though you could make 5000 more, but you'd say, hey, I made a deal, and I have to honor that deal, so I'm just going to have to give up that... Five thousand dollars—that'd be swearing to your own earth, but yet you're as good as your word. This type of uh, they're honoring feeling, God. You're actually, they're honoring the Lord by doing that. Yes, Amen, yes, you are. That—that's exactly what it's to be. And that, that kind of talk that I'm saying here, and we're we're sharing about right here, this is something that's about as strange as can be because people would look at you and laugh, you know, about that. That's almost as uh, outdated as people having. Uh, uh, experiences without being married. In other words, bedroom experiences uh, wrongly, fornicating or committing adultery, and that's a commonplace, simple thing. Everybody does that type attitude. You know, this world building these type of things, but yet it's contrary to holiness, to, to godly living. Yes, it is. And we must yes, it is. scripture and apply what it says in spite of what our flesh might feel and want, and not give in to our emotions. We have to give okay. in to what 
scripture says. In fact, he says in Romans 8, 13, he said, uh, mortify the deeds of the flesh by the Holy Spirit and we will live. We mortify the deeds by the Holy Spirit that we live and we will live. You see, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can do it. But if we don't choose to do it, well, then we're going to go ahead and commit the wrong thing. We're going to be guilty of it. Yeah, that's right. That's right, brother. You got that right. Exactly right, you know. And, uh, you know, the thing about that is, you know, we need to be men and women of the word, but also men and women of our word. That's right. That's right. Definitely. Because it glorifies the Lord. When we are it saying, does. when we are, we're, 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 we're not just uh, hearers of the word, but we're doers of the word. And also, mm-hmm. uh, uh, we're also uh, to our word. When we say we're going to do something, I agree with you 100%. When we say we're going to do something, we need to do it. When we do That's it, right. basically, that glorifies our Lord. Because That's they right. know we're a Christian, my brother. They, I'm going to get there. They know we're a Christian. Okay, we're professing to be a, a, a born again believer, right? And so, right. That's what we did when we're true to the word. That brings them closer to Christ, my brother. That's right. But if we do the opposite, and basically, you know, like you're talking about the five, five thousand to ten thousand dollars, right? You're talking about the ten thousand dollars. Well. Right. Like we basically, oh well, you know, well, well we got we made five thousand dollars, but we mm-hmm. made a promise to that other man. Basically, mm-hmm. it's gonna it's, it's gonna repel him from Christ. That's right. That, that's right. And people, you know, yeah, you know, people that, know that. If they know that, they know that uh, money causes you to. Uh, not be as good as you were. In other words, that $5,000 mean more to you than being as good and honoring your word to somebody. That's integrity. Even though you can get by with that in this world, you think very easy to make that 5000 But God sees that. And if you're a Christian and you know better, that is on your heart. If you want to please God, that is on your heart. And you do not rest with that. You know that, you know, hey, I messed up. You know, brother, that breaks my heart. It breaks my heart when we have brothers and sisters that are professing Christ, that, that say they're born again, and they turn around and, 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 and they act like the world. Oh, I got, a, I got a good. Yeah. Go ahead. Brother. Yeah. It does. I, I tell you, I, recently, this is a testimony, and this is from a preacher. I had an item for sale, right? And the person uh, said they didn't have really paid what for it like I asked for it, so I lowered it for them. I actually it was low to begin with, and I lowered it a little more, which is practically giving it away. It was something that was a mm-hmm. very expensive item, but I gave it really for for peanuts almost, you know. And this person uh, was supposed to come and pick it up, uh, I believe, in, in the morning, you know, never showed up and everything. And I finally I got back to him. And they said, well, something come up, I couldn't make it. And they never called me, said they couldn't make it, never anything. And I said, well, I wish you at least contact me about this because, hey, uh, you know, I was waiting for it. And they jumped on me about that and acted like I was uh, just cared about money and everything. And I practically gave it free to them and gave them a special rate because they couldn't afford it. And this person professed to be a minister. She was ordained minister. But it was 
like I was a guilty party. I said, well, what uh, kind of thing is that not on your word? But uh, and it, it, it was almost as crazy as some of the things you see going on in the world now. Uh, yeah. They're happening. It's just calling good evil and evil good, you know, and this is what this woman was doing. And I thought, what kind of a, a minister would she be? You know, and that, that was probably one of the worst situations. It, it wasn't even – had, didn't even have enough respect to call me and say, hey, I can't make it. And I said, yeah. well, you could have just made a call. And then she she yeah. came out in a negative, very cocky attitude, yeah. very smart. Yeah. And uh, yeah. that's right there, that was one of the worst displays that I've seen, Brother Roy, Pastor Roy. That yeah. really was. It actually made and me angry. Too, but, uh, yeah, and the other thing, Brother Edward, after she did that, Yes, purity, and we can walk in purity, 
you know, and we can just basically, you know, walk away from the world. And I believe that the deeper we go in Jesus, right. I believe that the deeper we go in Jesus, the more our worldly clothes are going to are going to fall off us. Exactly. Well, he says, come out from amongst them, be a separate people. A separate people is the one that goes deeper for Jesus, because that's what, what the uh, really separation is. Because when you get closer to him, you are further far as even wanting to be around people like this. You're around them to Amen. minister to them, but never to never feel comfortable with them because they're <laughs> they're completely different from you in, in a way that you want no parts of. You just want to help them and things like this and minister to them. But uh, uh, their ways are just uh, despicable in your eyes, what they would do, especially in the time we're in because we know Jesus is coming soon, and we're seeing the world at its worst. We're seeing and people are believing the crazy things. They're going along with evil. And, well, a good example is Christians. They're killing Christians. They despise Christians. They despise Jesus, the ones that are trying to do good. They hate them, you know, but then the ones that are doing bad, they uplift them, the ones that are murderers and killers and things like that. And uh, and it shows, you know, it's it's so obvious in people. And, of course, that's the way it is. Before, it was, it was that way, not to that degree. It was sin and evilness, and people recognized that they were evil and bad. But now their minds are reprobate that they actually think they're right. They actually justify them, so they're so far gone. And there are minds that they, they can't tell the difference between good and evil because they've obeyed the devil too long and they get a reprobate mind. And then that's, that's it. They're not even able to decipher or discern good from evil. I mean, God turns them over to a reprobate mind after a certain place that only he knows when that happens. But that's a dangerous thing to be playing around with the world because you get to a point turns you over a reprobate mind. That pretty much seals your doom. Because uh, once you get that, uh, uh, Barry, I, I won't say it's impossible to return, but you might as well say it is because they stay that way. They can't. They don't know anything. You know, they're completely out of it. So that's why you don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit and walk in disobedience and know to do good and not do it and uh, play games with, uh, with God because after a while, he said, my spirit will not always strive with man in Genesis 6-3, and it's true. There's a point that God gives up on people. You know, we we uh you know, we talk about God always by his grace and mercy and he is a merciful God. There's no doubt about it, but he's not a fool. He's not gonna keep uh dealing with people with this fit in his face. And uh I'm telling you right now, many people are in a dangerous place right now if they don't repent and this where their stand is because they're gonna be in those facing judgment, really. And uh, it's not going to be a very pretty sight. And that's that's exactly what's coming down. That's what's going on right now. The judgment of God, like it says in Psalms 91 8, uh, coming upon the people, 1,000 on my right hand, 10,000 or 2,000 on my right hand, on my left hand. And uh, anyhow, it said, You won't be part of that because you made the Lord your habitation, the secret place of the Most High. But if you wouldn't have made it, then you've been part of it, but because we we live with God in His habitation, we live there. We're not part of this thing. We'll see it, but we won't be part of it because we're we belong to God. We live with God, you see. But man, when you get outside of God and do the things the world does and act like the world does, 
Well, it's like an old saying, Apostle Roy. If you live like hell, you're going to go to hell. Amen. That's so right. That's so right. Amen. Amen. So tonight we're <laughs> just, um, Brother uh, Edward and I, Apostle Edward and I, we are uh, really speaking about ho- uh, holiness and purity. You know? Yes. And everybody out there, everybody out there, you know, you know, but the Holy Spirit is convicting you of, of uh, Holy Spirit is convicting you uh, of, of, of making some changes. Yes, yes, yes. It's for, making some changes. Basically, you just need to get down on you down on your knees and say, "Lord, change me from the inside out." Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Change me from the inside out. That's yes. Our prayers tonight, all of us, just Brother Apostle uh, uh, Edward, myself, Lord, yes. change me. Say it, say it with me. Change me yes. from the inside out. You know what I like to pray? A good verse for this. I know you use this verse, I'm sure, too, in Psalms 51:10. Create me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit oh, within me, O oh Lord. Yeah. And that's what we need a clean heart and a right you know, when you say a clean heart, a pure heart with no unforgiveness in it, and then a, a, a right spirit, that means a right attitude towards everything, a positive attitude, a right attitude, not a hateful attitude or resentful attitude or anything but a good attitude, but a good attitude, right attitude, and a clean, clear spirit. And, you know, that we, we need to really always, uh, Apostle Roy, uh, we need to consider that before we even pray, because our, our our prayers will not work. It will not That's happen right. if we have anything there. Because well, the scripture says in uh, Psalm sixty six uh, eighteen, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not, Lord will not hear me. And that's that's, that's the right. thing we tell people to have faith and believe and receive. You know how we do, but it, it's prerequisite of a pure heart. If they don't have the pure heart, we can say and pray and declare all we want, but it won't happen. And that's why that person there all, all times. And another thing, people, you know, we take communion, you know, we examine ourselves. We're supposed to do that, of course. But, you know, that should be all the time we examine ourselves, because how do you know when you're not going to leave this earth? How do you know when the Lord's coming back, you say? In other words, we don't know these things, and, and the Lord's not going to say to you before you leave the earth and says, well, hey, uh, I'm going to give you Ed, five minutes here. Get yourself ready because I'm going to come back. No, he's going to come, and if you're not ready, you're not ready. You leave the earth. If you're not ready, you're not ready. That's it. It's too late. And that's why we have to stay ready. We have to be ready, stay ready, not just be ready. You know, we hear that be ready, but be ready and stay and maintain readiness that we're ready to go at any given minute or any given second of the day, you know. We have to be ever ready, ever ready with for God, ever ready with God. And then, like you said there, the holiness of God, uh, being uh, honorable in his eyes, walking in love, and uh, just pleasing to him at all times. And it, it requires an effort in our parts. Uh, there's times we have to we do wrong, we have to repent, uh, we learn, we start doing certain things, we stop doing other things, and then we have to maintain it, though, not just getting it and walking in it, 
but it's like king of the mountain. You get on the mountain, you're doing right, everything's going great. You're praising God, you're pleasing him in all ways. That is great. But don't forget, you have to maintain that. That isn't just for tonight or tomorrow or next week or all week next week and the following week. It changes because uh, the devil is ever ready there to knock us off the mountain, to knock us down, to steal from us, to rob us, to hurt us. So we have to maintain by the word of God and our full armor uh, what God wants us to be and be holy as I am holy. Uh, it's an it's an ongoing thing. It's a battle. It's a war. Just like we talk about a lot, a lot of times, Apostle Roy. It is a battle to maintain. Uh, but the kingdom of God suffers violent, and the violent take it by force. And we're in the season of really taking it by force because what God is giving us, we're really doing much against the devil, and he's fighting us like never before. So therefore, we must have that attitude of violence against the devil. We will not allow him to take our lives and to mess up our lives and cause us to displease God. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 The Lord put this on my heart. Amen. The Lord put, uh, I'm just going to read this, uh, the Amplified, uh, Ephesians 4, uh, 19. And it's yes. in your spiritual authority, uh, apathy, uh, sorry, um, uh, give me a second to get the Bible here. Ephesians 4, uh, and hey, uh, verse, going... uh, verse 19. Okay. In your right. spiritual apathy, it has become callous mm-hmm. and past feeling and reckless, and have abandoned themselves to pray to unbridled sensitivity eager and greedy to indulge in every form of impurity that the depraved desires may suggest and demand. But you did not so leave learn Christ. But you did not so learn Christ. Assuming that you have really heard him and have been taught by him as all in, in Jesus embodied and personified in him. Holy mm-hmm. and pure. Strip yourself of your former nature, put off and discard your old renewed self, which characterizes your previous manner of life and be, becomes corrupt through lust and desires that spring from delusion and be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind. Having Amen. a fresh mental and spiritual attitude. Put on the new nature. The regeneration yeah. self created in God's image, God's life, in true righteousness and holiness. Amen. And you notice one thing you said right there in the 20th verse. It says, you have not learned about not learning these things. And that says the 22nd verse that you put off concerning the former conversation or lifestyle. You have to put it off. You have to take the action. But that's where when you take the action to do the right thing, uh, according to Romans 8.13, 
Uh, well, in fact, we'll go to Romans 8, 13. Let's go to that Romans 8, 13, and how you, you get to the place you just read there. I think that we could tie that in together on that. In Romans 8, 13, what we, what we read right there. Okay, Romans 8, 13 says, For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. But you notice where it says, through the Spirit, if we mortify or deaden or quit the deeds, in other words, stop the deeds, kill the deeds of the evil deeds of this flesh, through and by the help of the Holy Spirit, then we're going to live. But if we choose to just do what our flesh wants to do, no matter what it is, you will die. That, that's, that's very simple and plain. And it, it shows that, hey, we have help doing this because we can't do it in our own strength. We don't have the ability to do it on our own strength. We can't do it in our own strength for the simple reason uh, that we don't do it in our own strength is because uh, our flesh is weak. Our flesh is weak, and, and we just we can't possibly do it because it's the force of hell are against us because we cannot help but sin without Christ. Uh, see, our nature before we got saved was to sin. We couldn't help but sin. But now that we're saved, we don't sin like we used to. We're not perfect in our walk, but each day we live, each year we live, we should be getting better and better at it. We're doing less and less wrong, you say. In other words, we don't have a sinning nature. There's no reason why we should sin. The only reason we do sin is we don't always obey the Holy Spirit. We're not always hearing the Holy Spirit. We're not always obedient to the Holy Spirit. But yet we recognize it when we aren't and we repent of it. But we have the Holy Spirit's help, and we many times forget that. People think, well, hey, I can't possibly do this. Look at this situation. It's impossible, and it's true. But God wants it that way because, therefore, this way he will help you do it. He said in Second Corinthians twelve nine, his strength is made perfect in our weakness. And that's what he likes to do. He likes to show his strength in our weakness that people will look at that person and say, Hey, I knew that person went and they couldn't do this. How in the world did they get to this place? And the person will tell them, Well, you know, I wasn't there either. I made a mistake and everything. But through the Lord I got saved and the Lord enabled me to do what I couldn't do before. And they see that and that's a testimony and encourages them. Because he says, make known my deeds to the people, because people are looking for help, and we have similar problems, usually mankind. And if we, the problems, not problems, but challenges, and we meet those challenges by the word of God, what happens is we're able to share that with others, and we do that, helps them to get rid of that same challenge that comes their way, because we're, we're telling them what happens, say, and that, 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 that's why it's so important, because what we overcome in our lives, we're able to help others with because they have similar or the same problems there. And that's really what it's all about, helping one another by our testimonies, by the word and power of God, you know, how God really works in my life. He does this, he does that. And you help other people with that in their life with that. Amen. That's so, that's so right. Uh, amen. Amen, amen. And you know the thing about it is, that scripture that you know that uh, uh, when we first uh, started this um, program, you know mm-hmm. that scripture, that scripture in Ephesians five twenty seven, 
it says that he might that he might present the church to himself. Yeah. Jesus is presenting yeah. the church to himself. Yes, Amen. He did. Amen. Right? So he, Amen. So he is presenting the church to himself. And he okay? And then it says right after yeah. that in glorious splendor. In mm-hmm. glorious splendor. He's presenting yes. the church to himself in glorious splendor. Amen? Yes. And then, Amen. Comes, and then it says next, without yes. spot or wrinkle. See, the Lord is, yes. Jesus is coming for a church without spot or wrinkle. He's coming for a church of holiness and purity. Amen? Yes, he is. That's what he, he's coming to. That's what the Bible says. Isn't that what the Word of God says? That's what the Word we says. We need to strive. We need to be strive to be that church. Yes, and you know what I think will happen, Apostle Roy, is we do that, like you say, we set that mark. We said, like Paul, I press towards the mark. As we press towards that mark, just like the greater anointings being upon, uh, coming upon us, the great healings upon us, and the great anointings and everything, finances and all, there's going to be a great strength that's going to enable us to walk and live a holier life than we live. But uh, we need to prove ourselves to a certain degree of how we live now before he can actually lay that upon us or or touch us that anointing, impart that would be the correct way to say it, to impart that anointing because uh, he knows our hearts. And and this is going to be a supernatural anointing I I really believe will be get us in that place. But yet we need to be walking that place pretty much in our hearts all the way through that we walk worthy of that because Second uh, Chronicles sixteen nine, you know, where it says that he's seeking who, uh, you know, in other words, his eyes go to and fro to seek those right. whose heart is perfect towards him. Well, yeah. he's looking yeah. for people that are qualified, and then he proves this, you know, and a lot of things we have to pass his test. Uh, just like uh, you read in the scripture where it says so and so is out here proving this or he's proving that proven an animal to make sure they're worthy and be able to maintain what they're called for. And he has to do with us, too, because he has to grow us and prove us that we're able to do what he's called us to do, that we can stand in doing it. You know, we have to be prepared. You know, if you're a sports player, no matter what that sport is, you have to practice it and become proficient at it before you really get out to participate in it, because you get slaughtered if you aren't, aren't that way. You have to be ready for it. You have to be ready. And the getting ready part is the most uncomfortable when you have a promise given to you, and, and yet you're learning until you get to that place because there's learning, education, changing, shifting, and uh, a lot of things to it. But you have to be willing and pliable for God to mold you into what he molds you into that you'll fit the bill for what he wants you and has you called to do. A lot of people say, well, I'm called for this, I'm called for that. And that's true, they're called for it, but they have to be built and grown and matured and everything before God takes them off the potter's wheel and send them forward, you know. But a lot of people think, well, as soon as I get that that uh, sign in the sky, I'm going to go with no. No, he has to be prepared. Yeah, I know a lot of things that I've done now and I'm doing now, I thought, well, I'll do these many years ago, but it wouldn't have worked because I wouldn't have been able to handle it. 
In other words, you have to be grown and mature enough to know how to uh, roll with the punches because when you start throwing some heavyweight punches at the devil, he's going to start throwing them back at you, and you better be able to juke and duck and move along there and how to move in the spirit because if you don't, uh, that's what will happen. You'll be destroyed. And that's why you said you can't give uh, things to novices because they don't know how to deal with it. They don't know how to handle mm-hmm. one they would be out, you know. And uh, this is what God teaches us. It's so like the, on the day in program I was on uh, there with the interview, we're talking uh, our brother Ken. Uh, you know, we were talking about that very thing. And uh, it's that learning time between the promise until you actually walk in at that time or waiting time that we learn the most and we become enabled and strengthened and provided for and directed to make the changes, to add to, to take away things in our life that will get us to the place that we're actually qualified to receive what we're asking for, you know. And uh, you have to consider that many people don't want to pay attention at that time. It's miserable, it's long, it's hard, they get impatient. Instead of learning from it, they just complain about it. They say, oh, I wish we would hurry up. I've been waiting so long. But have you learned anything between the time it, uh, you were called for it until you get there, you say? And uh, they kind of turn a deaf ear to it. And if you have a deaf ear turn, the very thing that you might need to hear and do is the very thing that will put you over. And if you're not listening, or you'll just keep staying at the same spot, you'll be like the Israelites going around circles for 40 years. Amen. And you know the thing is, I just want to say everybody out there, I know this is kind of a you know, not a real stuff program, but you know what, this is this is this is serious stuff. Because you know, one of these days the the is gonna sound and you know what? And we want everybody out there that's listening to us, uh, you know, right now, uh, we want everybody to you know, to to go and be with Jesus. Amen? Yes. And so we just want, you know, what we're saying, you know, the Lord put this on my heart about, you know, and you have a choice. You have a choice. You can walk, you know, you can walk and still be in the world and everything like that if you want to do that. But you also have a choice to, you know, to choose this day whom you will serve. Yeah. What does it mean by what's saying, by who we choose this day? It means we're, we're basically serving the Lord. Amen. As for me and my Amen. house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. And so yes, everybody it. out there is listening to Brother Edward and myself, you have an opportunity, you have a choice to, to say, I want to serve the Lord. I want to yes. walk in holiness and purity. And the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, you know, some things you might have to let go and let go. That's right. All of us. Right. Uncle Edward myself, and, you know, we've had to let go of things. Because, That's right. You know why? Because they have been bondage. You know, you can't walk in holiness and purity if you're in, in bondage uh, to different things. So but when you right. give them to the Lord, you give them to the Lord, he takes them. And it's good when the Holy Spirit convicts them to, to, yes. to make some change. Right? Yes. He does the whole key. What is the we used to be singing all the time? Be like Jesus, to be like Jesus, all I have is to be like Him, to be like Jesus. 
to be like Jesus. All I have is to be like him. Isn't that right, Apostle Edward? Amen. It, it is, definitely. And, and you know, and it's not complicated. That, that's something I felt to say, really, because a lot of people hear us talking here tonight, but you know, he meets you where you are at, at a low level, right. high level, middle level. He says in Psalms 46.1, he's a very present help in time of need and trouble. And when you give yourself to him and just say, here I am, Lord, what next? And if you really mean that in your heart and you want something, he'll start to direct your life and he'll start to direct you in things where you will sense the reality of him. It might be just like a you don't have really a reality of the Lord, but you know that's true what we're saying. But as you give in to this and allow him just to have your life, he will become a reality. You will sense his very presence, and you will know that, hey, there is something to this. I'm sensing this. This is happening. It's working as I pray, as I believe it. You'll have the reality of Jesus because he says, draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. And you draw Amen. near to him this way. And it's really, it's not complicated. That's where I find great comfort. He sees me and meets me where I'm at, no matter what it is. And that's you could be the lowest level you ever were or the highest level. It makes no difference. But you just have that confidence that he meets you where you are at to take over your life, to show you what to do, to give you peace, to direct your life. You see, it's not you. It's him. All you do is follow his leading you, you see. But it's not complicated, though, because people, uh, as you were talking there and I was talking, I was thinking out, uh, some people might think, wow, you got to know all this, and boy, you have to do that. No, no, you just simply have to come to him and give him your will, and he will give you his power, give you his will. That's the only thing he can't, or your will. That's the only thing he can't take because he deliberately said that uh, you have charged your will. I will not take charge of your will. So he wants your will. But when you give your will to him, what will happen is he will give you his all. He will give you literally heaven. He gives you everything. Mm-hmm. But he wants your will. That's all you got to give. You give him that, he'll take care of the rest. You're sitting in the vehicle and he's driving the car. Okay? That's right. And that, that's really what it is. And I found that out. To me, that's the biggest comfort, even as I say this over the air here, as I talk about this, because it puts me in a place that I don't have to be super spiritual or super uh, skillful, all I have to do is say, Lord, here's my will. I really need your help in this matter. Be sincere, honest about it. He'll answer it. Amen. That's so true, my brother. My brother, Apostle Edward. You know, the other thing, too, is, um, you know, the, the the more you walk in holiness and purity, the more that Things of the world, things that are, are going to just re, they repel you. They'll, you know, uh, uh, profanity, for example, profanity, mm-hmm. and, and all this stuff, it repels you. Mm-hmm. Because what it is, you walk in holiness and purity, you know what it is? Right. Uh, you start, see, you start uh, seeing, but you start basically responding like the Holy Spirit. That's you know right. what I'm saying, brother? That's right. Yes, like the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, you, uh, you know, and and things will bother you. Like 
some of you'll swear or, or stuff like that or, or, or use the right. Lord's name, whatever it is, but it, right. respond to it, like, you know, because, you, you know, you're, it, and you detest something. Some things, you know, exactly. you'll see and, and, and it'll, it'll, it'll make you sick. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll make you sick. Like, you know, well. with you, like even pornography, pornography and oh. things like that. I mean, it makes me sick. You know, it's well, saying, uh, Corinthians 5.16, old things pass away, all things become new. You have a new lease on life. You have a new attitude. In other words, yeah. it actually takes the desire of the wrong things out of you. When the Spirit of God comes into your life, he gives you the desire for the things that he wants and likes in you, and the things that you used to have are passed away, all things become new. You're taking on a new personality, you see, when you really gave yourself to the Lord and got saved, you see. And it's a matter of just uh, you getting them out of your life. But you, you won't even have a desire anymore. That, that, that's what it is. It's just like saying, I can I can sin and do all the things I want to do that are wrong, but I don't want to do them, you see. And that's how we reply, because I don't have a desire. I can go out and do the wrong thing, but I don't want to do the wrong thing. I want to please God, so therefore I'm not going to go out and do the wrong thing. It's what what Amen. you really want in your heart, and uh, and like I say, it, it, uh, uh, it we're not trying to play games with God. We're just simply doing what's in our heart and ask His for His help, His strength. And uh, when you mean it, you've got that strength. But the Holy Spirit's power does not come upon you until you mean business. He doesn't want double-minded people or people who are half-hearted. He wants people to mean business with him. And then when you mean business with him, he means business with you, and that's when things start to really happen. So whether it's uh, uh, something you want to quit doing, something you want to start doing, whatever it is, when you pray about it, he will bring out the past. He'll work it out, and you'll know that, hey, I used to have a problem with this, but I have it now. I don't have a problem anymore. He answered those prayers. He you, sometimes you haven't thought about something maybe for a while, and all of a sudden you find out you're or tried by something that doesn't bother you where it used to bother you. You've been strengthened in areas and you didn't even know it, you see. And that's the kind of God we serve, you know, as we allow uh, him to search us and everything we do and just make him Lord in all that we do. We see these changes happen, even don't even know them when they did happen because we see they're not there anymore afterward, you say. And it's really, it's really neat the way it happens because he, he cleans us up. He really does. And I think, and I think sometimes we just try to, you know, we got to get off the throne. We need to get off the throne and and and, uh, and just allow the Lord on the throne of our lives. Amen. That's right. That's exactly you know? right. Let go and let go. And everybody, like the other thing too, Apostle Edward too, is everybody out there I'm speaking to right now. We're all going through this, you know. Sure. Apostle Edward, myself, everyone out there going through this. Like we're walking, like we're walking, you know, we're walking, and we're, we're walking and striving, striving to walk in holiness and purity. Amen. Yeah. But we, but we, but we're all we're all going through it, you know. It's an everyday thing, you know. And it's, but we, but we can achieve it. We can achieve it because the Holy Spirit will help us. There might be things right. you might have to to lay down at it at Jesus' feet, but the thing is, the more you the more you lay things down at Jesus' feet, 
the more you the more you'll walk in holiness and purity in him. Yes. Amen. Amen. Given to him, you know, you have to turn it over to him and let him take it over and then keep it in his hands. Don't take it out of his hands. A lot of people put it in his hands and then take it back out. And uh, that'd be like praying double for something. And after you've already prayed and put it in his hands and say, oh, I don't feel that I have it yet, so I'm going to pray again. Well, see, double-mindedness is taken out of his hands because the devil tries to, to make you double-minded. And if you do do that there, what will happen will be you'll be at a place that you'll be double-minded and you lose a blessing and say, when you once you put something in God's hands, leave it in his hands. Leave it in his hands. And when you do that, and you stand fast and you believe it and declare it, it's going to happen. But uh, a lot of people, uh, whenever, if it's a physical thing, symptoms try to come back or uh, something else tries to come back to make you think you don't have it, a lot of people allow fear to cause them to say and do things that they shouldn't do will cause them to lose their blessing, becoming double-minded and not believing it, and then taking it back out of his hand and say, hey, Lord, do this for me. I need this or I need that, but it's already been done. You already put it in his hands, and that's but that's a big violation. That we I've seen that happen today recently, uh, a situation with a certain individual, and uh, of course uh, the individual required prayer again was already prayed for, and what happens especially in a healing uh, when people are healed, uh, the Bible says in in uh, <coughs> excuse me it tells us in uh, Nahum one nine. Uh, this affliction not return a second time. And when people have a symptom of an affliction or something has come against them, if they uh, allow that to, they'll allow fear to come in and say, well, I guess I wasn't healed, or they'll accept it as a real thing. Well, all it is is a lying spirit bringing something to them again to get them out of faith and cause them to lose the healing or busting they have, you see. Uh, so you have to be adamant and ready to fight for your rights by the word of God, you know, against the devil. You have to stand be willing to use that word anytime a devil brings something against you that you know very well has no place in your life. You have to kick him out in the name of Jesus. That, that, that's what mm-hmm. we mean about warfare. You know, that's, that's what it's about, you know, because he tries to steal mm-hmm. anything and everything, and we have to determine we're not going to let it happen because we have rights as God's children. He's made promises to do Christ for us. These promises are true. They're yes and amen, uh, which means yes and so be it. So therefore, when it happens, you just maintain it. You see, you just keep it because it's yours. You know, you have to, you have to be that way about the Word of God. You know, you have to deal that way. But it's very simple. All of these things, if we just simply do what we're talking about here, and it works. But a lot of people will allow circumstances and feelings and situations alter what they believe and they'll get out of faith on it and lose the blessing. Amen, amen, amen. That's so true, brother. That's so true. You know, I and guess... I hate uh, to see that. Go ahead. What did you say, bro? To see that, because I know in times past, over the years, that used to uh, happen with me. That used to happen with mm-hmm. me and things until I learned better. And, uh, in fact, even when we pray for people, uh, make sure their hearts are right. And if they mm-hmm. make sure their hearts are 
receive it. When you pray, uh, it's maybe just praying for them. But I think what happens with a lot of people, and I said that today or the other day of the program, uh, you know, if you ask them if they're going to be healed, they think, well, is it going to manifest right away? Am I going to get a miracle? And if they don't get a miracle, they don't count. But that's wrong. You have to mm-hmm. have a mindset. When we pray the prayer of faith, no matter who prays, it's not talking about us or anybody else. We're just talking about the prayer of faith that's prayed. Yourself by yourself can do it. Once you do that, you have to make your mind up, I got it. And then you stick That's with right. that and you thank God for it. See, being healed, saying I'm going to be healed when you pray, means it's going to be my attitude towards it when we pray, not what happens when we pray, whether I have uh, feelings or, or tickle, or itchy, or feelings or kumbaya or something like that, whether I have any mm-hmm. feelings or anything happen. It makes no difference. I'm just going to call when we pray for this situation. It's a done deal, and I'm standing in faith, and it's going to manifest. Uh, it, you know, with you know, it's going to happen. What we're praying for, whether we see it manifest after we pray, or whether it's a week or two, or whatever afterwards. But see, that's the mindset that you have. That's why uh, every person you ask of, when you pray for them, they're going to be healed, or whatever the deed is. They must be at that place that simply say, this is the choice time that I have made that I'm going to receive by faith, whatever it might be, physically, financially, or whatever. And when they made that and make that their time, it's going to work. See, that that's what uh, believing God for is. It isn't saying, well, I believe it's going to manifest right now because it doesn't always manifest right away. You don't always have the feelings. I've seen miracles, great miracles, blind eyes and various other things happened. There was no feelings, no nothing happened that would uh, cause you to think, hey, look what happened here. But the thing was you released your faith. You simply believed God for it, and he honored that, you see. So that, this, Amen. This, this, a few little things, and, and then with the, uh, is what we're talking about tonight, be holy as I am holy. Well, that's part of it, you see, because when you have that holy relationship with God and handle things the way we're, we're talking about it tonight, that you're going to receive it. We're telling you how to get your prayers answered and how to walk and live in that spirit of joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength, Nehemiah 810, uh, that you, mm-hmm. can, you can live in the joy of the Lord. That's what God wants us to do. Amen. Amen. That's so true. That's so true, you know. And um, yes. I just was um, yes, yes. You know, just uh, thinking about that, too, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It is a choice, and it is one day at a time. And, uh, you yes. know, I just want to, uh, just want to everybody to say this with me, you know, to, to the Lord. You know, holiness yes. is what I long for. Holiness. Yes. Amen. Take my heart. Hold. And form. Take my heart. Take my mind. Take my mind. Transform it. Transform. Yes. Take my will. Take my will. And conform it. And conform it. To your will. Your Lord. Amen. 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 
praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, brother, we basically, amen. We. Uh, yeah. I don't want to quite close yet because we remember last last um, two weeks ago, we were basically talking about suddenly. You remember that, right. brother? Right. Suddenly. And right, and yes. we were, and we were on, and we were going on a twenty-one twenty-one day. Um, suddenly. Uh, yes. Declaration. Amen. Right. Right. Amen. 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 So as we're going deeper in the Jesus, we have seven days to go. Right. The declaration of Sunday. Right. So as we go deeper in Jesus, I'm just going to tell you, I'll call to ask everybody out there to uh, to to, to uh, come into prayer and fasting. For seven days, for the next seven days. If you want to, if you want to go deeper with Jesus, Apostle Andrew, myself, fasting is one is one of the ways that you go deeper in Jesus. Amen. Now, we're not going to, uh, Brother Edward, myself, are not going to tell you what to fast on. Okay, because that's uh, you know that's up to you. Because everybody has different things and different things they can do. Mm-hmm. We're going to call, uh, Brother Edward, are you agreeing with me on this? So we're yes. going to call off a seven-day seven fast. Mm-hmm. And believe mm-hmm. it for these suddenly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jesus' name. Yes. Because the Bible says in Isaiah 58, okay? Let's find where Isaiah 58 really quick here. Yes. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. Here. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the, that's the chapter that speaks of it. Yeah. Okay. Here it says in, 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 in five, uh, 58 5. Is it not the fast, is it such a fast as yours, what I have chosen, a day for a man to humble himself with sorrow in, his, in true fasting, merely mechanical? Is it only to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? You indicate a condition of heart that he does not have. Okay? Now, over Amen. here, you call this a fast an acceptance day of the Lord. Okay, number six says this. Rather, it is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the, the, the bands of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and that you break every enslaved yoke. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey. So we're gonna believe hey. we're gonna believe for these seven days that as we fast that COVID nineteen 
is going to be gone. Amen. And no more to be heard of. Amen. Go ahead, Apostle uh, uh, Do you have anything to add? You know, just go right ahead, my brother. Oh, you want me to pray over that right now? Okay. Mm-hmm. Please, please, my brother. Praise to the Lord. Praise to the Lord. Father, as we come before you right now, Lord, we just lift up and magnify the name of Jesus. Father, I ask that you direct our pathways on what you would have us to do in this fasting and this prayer. And what we're to do, Father, you direct it because, God, this is something that you said in the 58th uh, uh, Isaiah right there, Isaiah 58 of the prayer and fasting for the hour. And, Father, right now we have something that we are very concerned about, something that has really taken over this world called COVID-19. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now I command COVID-19 out of this world and out of these people, out of the United States and around the world, that name, that thing, that COVID, I command it to stop. I command it to dissipate and to leave, to leave. As it came quickly, then it will go quicker right now out of every person. It will just leave their bodies right now, those that are in the hospital, those that are not in the hospital, those that have a diagnosis of it, whatever, that it will leave totally with no effect, no lying symptoms anymore in the name of Jesus. Any forces of darkness, witchcraft, uh, all vessels of darkness, of evil, I command you out and away from God's creation right now in the name of Jesus. I command you out in the name of Jesus. I curse you. I command you to die. I command you to die, COVID-19, and anything associated, anything would come down as a strand or strain or whatever it's called, after that, it stops. There's just no more strand or strain. It just stops. It's just no more. There's no more with it. No more infirmity, no more disease, no more spirit. That spirit is dead. That spirit, we reckon that spirit dead of COVID-19. It will not multiply or go from this time forth in any way, shape, or form. It must leave right now. And I command the spirit of fear out of this world, the lying spirits. And, Father, I ask that you would move According to Philippians 2.13, in the hearts of people that you say that you that works in us and through us to do your own good pleasure in their lives. And I would pray that upon each one, Father, being set free, that you would work in their lives, that you could do the pleasure that you would want through their lives, Father. I just I just pray that prayer. Brother, Brother Roy and I agree to that right now about these prayers that we're praying together right now. And, Father, we declare it done. We declare it done, Father, miracles. We ask for miracles of healing. Who, yes, in the now, miracle of healing in the now, Father, this special month of September, Father. Lord, that you will show yourself like you have never shown yourself on this earth. We are simply holding on to that 
and believe in this month of Rosh Hashanah here on the 6th and 8th of September, Father. We just believe in you right now, Father. And we thank you, Father, that we've come against this thing and what we're praying, Lord, that you will bring others into this also, Father. We know this is a corporate thing around the world, Father. So lay this upon the hearts of people. And, Lord, let it be recognized that it will just drop to nothing and the world will see this and they will be shocked themselves. They will be shocked, Father. Show your power and your glory in this thing right now. These people, Lord, and miracles transpire in these hospitals where they're at, and and people will recognize that you are God. They have nothing to fear if they give themselves to you. Now, Father, we just want to praise you and thank you, Father, for hearing our prayers tonight and being with us in our program tonight and directing our program. And we pray that the words that people are hearing whether they're hearing this live now or whether they'll hear it in the future, whatever, it really makes no difference as long as they absorb it. And, Lord, just to follow what you would speak to them personally, Father, because you have a plan for each one of their lives. So, Holy Spirit, we give you free reign to move as you will, Father, in this uh, program and the tape and also right now, Father, and all that you want to do. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Father, we give you that permission, and we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen, Amen, my brother. Jesus speaking in Matthew 17, 21. But this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. And what I'm seeing, what I'm seeing the Lord, I believe the Lord is showing me is the, there's going to be a change, a change, and the change is going to be the change is going to be a, a more recovery more recovery And zero <clears throat> Nothing is impossible with God out there. Amen. It's time to, it's time to lift up Jesus as the, yes. as the body of Christ. We need to lift up Jesus, start lifting up Jesus, because if he's lifted up, he'll draw all people to him. If he is lifted up, people will be recovering, will recover, yes. and they'll give, and Jesus will be get the glory. He'll get the praise. Amen? Yes. Quit lifting up that sickness. It's time to lift up Jesus. Yes. Declare his name, not anything else but his name. The trouble is, uh, my, my, uh, uh, you read, I know you agree with me, Apostle Edward, they, there's too much of lifting that up. They don't, it's on the TV. It's on the news. It's, it's people are talking about everything like that. We've got to quit doing that and giving, giving that thing power. Amen. Cut it off. 
Don't even talk about it. Somebody says, you have this? Say, no, I don't. There was a lady, basically, they said, oh, you know, she got tested. And he, oh, yeah, yeah, you're positive. She said, no, I'm not. I'm not positive. And they said, well, yes, you are. She said, no, I'm not. I'm, you know, I, the blood of Jesus covers me. And they said, well, oh, you know, she said, well, test me again. And they did. And she didn't have it. Because you know why? She didn't receive it. She used to believe God's word and all exactly. that you see and hear. And that's, that's what we need you, to do, brothers and sisters. It. We need to believe God's word, that He, Jesus is greater than any sickness that's in the world. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen and amen and amen. It's a righteous anger. I know you have it too, Apostle. Uh, it's a righteous anger. It's enough is enough. Our God is quite able. And all we got to do is we've got to start agreeing with him and not agreeing with the world. Amen. Amen. That's, that's a good I'm just, word. I'm shaking my brother. I'm shaking my brother. Oh, Amen. We have all authority and power over the enemy. We've got to start using it. Yeah. Amen, brother. Amen. That's a good good word word to end the note on here tonight. Is that right there? Just choose to believe what the Word says in every situation, every circumstance that comes your way. What does the Word and say about it? Make the choice of the Word. Who's the word? Who's the word? Who report are we going to believe? Report of man, Amen. report of God. He says in Psalms 108, 18, he says, uh, it's better to trust the Lord than to put your confidence in man. And that's what it's about. Trust the Lord with that. And all you do do that as we start until we come again here in two weeks and uh, do that, put that trust and then see how your life will change when you put your trust in not what was told you. It's in a negative aspect by the world, but what God would say. That's a good project for people to be doing here this next uh, two weeks to put that in their life and give give us testimonies on it. Amen. What your life. When you when you do that, life life does change when God sees you putting forth the effort and he shows himself in it. We are overcome by the blood of the land, the word of our testimonies, brother. Amen. Amen. And there's gonna be Amen. many, many there's gonna be many, many testimonies of recovery. Many testimonies Amen. of recovery. Amen. Amen and amen. It's going to start right in my in, in, in my in, in this province, this Saskatchewan, in Canada. You know what I'm saying? I mean that's that's the whole key. You know, because you just amen. get to the point that Apostle Edward, where you say enough is enough. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. And amen. So, so we're just telling everybody out there. You know, this is a, a seven to seven day. But you know, but this is the, this is what the Lord put on my heart, uh, uh, brother Edward. That this needs it, it, it's go it's got to go it's gone it's gone. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just 
Amen. It's gone. And we Amen. have authority and power. Where, where's that sickness coming from? It's coming from the enemy. But who has the authority That's and power over, over it? Over, uh, over the devil. It's time we start using it. It's time we start proclaiming COVID free. Yes. No more. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Sorry, buddy. I'm just getting a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you should, oh, you praise God. You should praise God. Amen. Oh, getting... Oh my God! It's just about um, eight thirty-four. Amen, man. Do you have anything else, Edward? You want to share before before we close, my brother? No, my brother. I think that's good. That's good right there. I think it's a good note to end the night on right there. What we said. I think that's a good note to give people to think about that right there, and whose report they're going to believe and start believing the word or report, and watch how their lives change. I think that's the best thing we can say right now. Yes, and please, uh, and Brother Edward, I you know I agree with me. Please lift up the name of Jesus. You know, Amen. you know, uh, you know, um, you know, like uh, Brother Edward was on. Uh, you know, let's let's talk about Jesus, and let's get excited about Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's get excited Amen. about Jesus. Let's talk about Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, our word, like, you know what I'm saying? We should be excited about our Savior, our healer. You know, excited about Amen. Jesus. Amen. What's happening Amen. is people are getting excited about a new car. They're getting excited about a new house. They're getting excited about a new job. They're getting excited about new clothes. But as the body of Christ, we need to be excited. About Jesus. That's it. Amen. If you're excited about <laughs> him, he'll be excited about you and take care of you. So you get multiplied back what you put into it. So it's up to us to put into it, give God something to multiply. Amen. So we just want to say hi to, you know, uh, thank everybody out there. The old thing is yeah. that, you know, like, uh, um, you know, whatever the Lord puts on your heart, the fact. Like they were, you know, uh, uh, Apostle Edward and myself are not saying, well, you need to fast on this or that. You know, ask the Lord, say, Holy Spirit, yes. what, what, what do you want me to fast on? I mean, it could be TV. It could be anything. You know what I'm saying? Amen. But remember, just ask him and then just do what he asks you to do. See Amen? Amen. Maybe, maybe it's cookies. Maybe it's cookies. <laughs>
And uh, we'll talk about some other things that uh, I sent you uh, that, uh, for yeah. maybe doing pre- some yes, previous programs. But we'll, but we'll talk yes. about it later. Yes, okay. it sounds Dodger. good. I like it. Sound like what you say and tell Evelyn we send our love to her also. I sure will, brother. God bless and good night. Yep. And I just want to say good. hi to everybody out there. Uh, thank you for listening to uh, Brother Edward and, and myself. And, you know, yes. uh, I just want to say we are family. Amen and amen to that. God's family, <laughs> God is our, our father, and we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. God bless, brother. Talk God to you bless soon. You. I love you. Okay, now, you have, have a blessed night, you, okay? Okay, Thank now. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.